This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Claret and Blue podcast. Today is a, a bonus episode, not one that we're going to stick a number on because I don't know when this is coming out. Uh, today I'm joined by Max Stokes from the Villa on Tour YouTube channel. Max, how are you? I'm very well. I'm very well, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Villa to begin with, but not about what's going on currently because as I say, I don't know when this is out. We've just yeah. lost to Leicester yesterday as we're recording, so a little bit doom and gloom. But generally, how are you finding life back in the Premier League? Um, I don't think it's any different to what I would have been expecting. Um, I know there was loads of different opinions going into the season, like a few people saying, let's aim for top half. And then Mm. the other side of people saying, you know, let's come 17th. Um, But for me, I'm one of those people that just would take survival because I think this is a project. And initially, the, the first stage in the project would just be survive and then progress. And if we progress in every single season, I don't think there's much wrong with that. As we stand right now, I think we've had good results, you know, uh, Everton and uh, yeah. Norwich away, especially. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just I think the performances have been good. But I just think there's a little bit of lack of experience in terms of throwing away leads. We were yeah. taking the lead at the, the majority of big clubs. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to build on, I think as the season goes on the new players will gel and, and things like that but right now I'm not too scared about relegation or anything like that but I think there's a lot to build on and hopefully we can just get better What were your thoughts pre-season before a ball was kicked did you kind of were you one of those guys that were 17th I'll take or were you kind of aiming for higher than that um, so I was aiming high for that <laughs> uh, Yeah I think I, it, it kind of changed like as soon as we got promoted I was like right we're going to sign a load of players Grealish is going to stay we're going to spend loads which let's, did happen well yeah I know but let's go and get top half that's what I was thinking but when you get to Tottenham first game of the season it's like it puts it into perspective a little bit but yeah. I, I and overall I probably would have taken 17th to be honest um, like I said it's a project and there's a lot of good teams in the Premier League especially this season as well I don't think there's a standout you know poor team I know Watford are, are, are struggling but they've been in the Premier League you know a few years now so you never yeah. know what's going to happen so it's going to be tough I think there's going to be a high points tally in order to stay up whether the 40 points you know standard margin is going to do it I'm not sure but I think it'll be less really yeah mm, it's I, not been 40 for a couple of years true but then there was the likes of Fulham Cardiff last season but now mm. Southampton they've picked up a, a decent win I know they lost yes, uh, lost, but um, it's, it's going to be difficult isn't it but we, we, we'll see um, so we'll talk a bit about you as well because obviously this podcast for a, a, you know, a little brief explanation people that don't know me I came from the Villa of a YouTube channel now working for Reach based at the Birmingham Mail so I've come from this kind of digital new era of of uh, media, new media as people like to call it, versus traditional media. So I've kind of come from the new media of YouTube and now working at a more traditional news outlet. So I kind of have come from the background of understanding the YouTube world and these kind of things. And like we're talking off camera about thumbnails and tags and these kind of things yeah. that are so important to video these days. So 
I want to kind of shine a light back on the community that I've just left because I know how many Villa kind of fan media outlets there are. There's, we've started our podcast, but there's already at least four podcasts off the top of my head that are already out there that are already established and doing well. So I know how difficult it is to kind of get recognition from traditional media, to put air quotes around it for those that are just listening. So I kind of feel like now I'm in that position that I can kind of help bring new eyes to your stuff as well so that people that have come from a more traditional background won't maybe understand YouTube and the podcast world that well. Yeah, there is a barrier between traditional media and and YouTube, whether, you know, people just don't understand it or aren't familiar with it. I'm I'm not too sure, but especially with Villa as well, like it's it's blowing up in the last couple of years, hasn't it? Like before, you know, before when we were back in the Premier League last time, just before we got relegated, there wasn't anything really. I know the Villa View started in the relegation season, but before yeah. that, I don't think there was anything. And you know, they've all come about at once, and I think it's a really good thing because yeah. Villa is a massive club, and there's there's lots of people, America, Australia, everywhere that, that follow Villa, and the fact that they can feel closer to the club is really good. Um, throughout, you know, it's not like one specific. Villa outlet there's lots of different things doing different With things different opinions as well exactly and that's what <laughs> lots of different ages as well which which is why I think it works really well and yeah. I think the only way is up for it well even going back to kind of 2010 2011 even things like Twitter and stuff like that weren't as big as they are now social media like clubs having accounts with millions of followers wasn't a thing back then so I kind of feel like the way football is represented digitally has changed massively in the last decade and YouTube has only really been a part of that for the last what five years, maybe Arsenal fan TV obviously weren't they with, with, the, with, the, with the main Don't start ones, with them with the first ones into <laughs> into this kind of world. But without them paving the way for others, maybe we wouldn't be doing the same thing anyway because they kind of made it acceptable to film games and podcasts and things like that for football, specifically in the Premier League. So a lot has changed in the last five years, and now, as you say, in the last maybe three or four years, Villa View was the first video fan site I think I believe so yeah which was in 2016 the year we went down still going now and we've kind of you now look at the Villa uh, community on, on social media and things like that and you could scroll through Twitter and see five or six different accounts all with big followings that people care about but also as much as they're all talking about Villa everyone's doing their own little thing which I quite like there isn't really much overlap that you can kind of when we started our Villa podcast two weeks ago, there was a few comments saying, there's already five podcasts out there. Like, do we need another one? So it's a lot of hours in the week to be yeah. able to listen to stuff. And we're all, everyone kind of, as much as we're all talking about Villa losing to Leicester, we've all kind of do it in our, in our own little way. I think, yeah, I, th- I think that's why it works well. There's, there's lots of different, you know, styles as well. I think there, there's podcasts, vlogs like what I do. Um, I think a lot of podcasts are maybe funny, some are more serious and informative. And I think you can listen to all of them. I think I listen to pretty much all of them. Yes, yeah, And if they're all the same, I wouldn't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it wouldn't be worth it. And I get different opinions um, from each one and just different. I like I like hearing because you got you get to know people as well, which which I like, and you get to know them and you you want to hear their thoughts after a game. So yeah. that that's what I like about it. I want to come back to that. That's a good reminder. I mean, you'll see that I've got no notes prepared for this <laughs> podcast, and you might be able to tell as we go through it. Um, but on on the fact of that, there's already so many out there. It's like you say, if we were all doing the same thing, there wouldn't be so many. 
because people would just would like radiate to just one and the others would kind of fade out a little bit. The fact that there's four or five very successful Villa podcasts slash YouTube channels with, with Villa View and yourself, it shows that there's a, a demand for it. And I kind of feel like if you've got one podcast a week and you commute to work every day, say an hour, mm. which is you know fairly short if you work in the city, you might get one podcast to, for one day if there's five podcasts out there there's enough there to fill your working week of train journeys or whatever that there's I always felt like if you give Villa fans the content and I mean part of that means that you have to be playing well people will consume it because they they always just want to want to seem to want more well let's be honest we're all obsessed with the Villa and I'll bring this back to myself this morning I was listening to one on the train here I was listening to another one on the train home I'll probably listen to we're another one listening to ours on the way back I will, I will 100% <laughs> listen to yours um yeah, I think I think it, it it works really well. Like I said, they're all different, and yeah. if they're all the same, it wouldn't be as successful as it, as it is. And I think, like I said, it's such a big club, and there's loads and loads of people that want to hear um, what different people have to say all across the world. And I think that that's brilliant. Um, so yeah, long may it continue. It's only going to get bigger as well. Whether yeah. there'll be more um, in the future, whether others will just disappear, I, I don't know. But it'll only get bigger and only get more successful, which is good. So let's talk about your kind of villa fandom then when did it when did it start obviously you're a little bit younger than, than myself but not by much <laughs> <laughs> okay um, <laughs> um what is it how old are you now 19? i'm 18 18 okay so six well, yeah six years oh that is a little bit so <laughs> so so villa being back in the premier league now but you don't remember the last time we were doing well in the premier league I do you under o'neill oh no not o'neill no that was before really? my time oh, unfortunately mate. i know that's mad does Jeez. that make you feel old yes <laughs> um, so i was gonna say like oh for me as a villa fan o'neill was like my introduction to Villa, yeah. we were finishing top six, Europe, like we're playing well, like it's a good times under O'Neill. Some bad times, but some good times as well. So I was I was thinking that you'd remember that as well and that would be kind of our era. So you only remember what Lambert maybe? McLeish. Oh, oh yeah. Your oh, face is all that was that was when I first started getting into it. I think you see loads of kids these days, three, four, five going to Villa, but I think my first game was when I was ten. I was um, quite late into it as well. Yeah, because um, I don't think I think my nan likes football, but my mum and dad don't don't go every week. Don't even really like Villa before I came along, so I don't really know why Terrible. I'm so obsessed with it. Um, but yeah, I was ten, so that was 2011, and it was 2011. Um, you were born in 01. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and as a McLeish was there, and we had Charles and Zogbier and Bonlahor and Bent scoring. Oh God. Good so times. literally the playoff season we won was like the best I've ever seen of That's anything. Bad. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that ten game winning run and Wembley was probably is probably my favourite mm. villa memory anyway, even regardless of O'Neill. That's mad. I I really thought, even though I know how old you are, I still thought you'd would have been around for the O'Neill era. I suppose I, it was ten years ago. I was speaking to a guy on the train going to the, the game yesterday and he said he was fifty something and he said the playoff final was Better, not obviously better than the European Cup, but it was better than the League Cups in the nineties. Really, just some just people the will disagree with that. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure they will, but you know, each to their own. I think it's just what it meant to the club. Obviously, yeah. winning a League Cup is brilliant, but what it meant to the club in terms of getting back where it belongs and even financially these days, it's absolutely massive. So, yeah, the, yeah, the playoff final was the best thing I've ever seen Villa do. I mean, it's not hard because <laughs> we have been pretty dry, dreadful in the last seven, <laughs> eight nine years. nine of the last yeah, ten years. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So, yeah, it, it's brilliant how we are now um, and hopefully the only way is up. So, you've, so when I talk about the age of digital football media progressing in the last ten years, you've grown up with that. You've grown up with Twitter being a thing for stuff for for social media and football. Whereas for me, 
when I first started going in '06, I think it was, you weren't. There was nothing like that then. So we've kind of all like the clubs doing more video stuff has, has been something that came through over the years. Obviously, social media. Whereas now you kind of look at football, almost feels like it couldn't exist without that kind of stuff. True. I think like imagine a football club that wasn't on Twitter now. Yeah, I think there's positives and negatives to that. Um, 100%. I don't want to dig people out, but we've already touched on one of them. Go for it. Arsenal fan TV. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't, they won't be listening. Don't no, I'm sure it. they probably, I think they've got better things to be doing, but I just don't like them at all. The way they go about business is not great. But um, yeah, like you said, I think I've grown up with it. I didn't go to every single game when I started going to Villa. I did like what? three or four a season yeah um so obviously I mean, that was the, a lot for back then well yeah <laughs> i know yeah fair play to you. so the, the digital side of things is is what sort of got me into it so much and it, it has helped yeah has helped and you know all these channels going around these days helps the the knowledge of the younger generation if they can't get to every game because i know getting away tickets especially now is getting home tickets is bad well, enough yeah, at the I mean, moment yeah. it, it's it's really really hard so if you're at the game and you can ex- express your opinion more and it's it's only going to help the knowledge and you know experience of the the younger people do you find that you being in front of camera delivering an opinion now comes with any kind of pressure a little bit because you kind of are you wary of can't say this or i don't want to kind of slate this player or i don't want to praise this player for for any kind of reason at the start pos- no probably not when i started doing it i didn't didn't really bother me but now i've got to a point where you know people know me they sort of i don't want to upset anyone that might sound bad but of course i've got my own opinion but i think i'm fairly sensible when it comes to that sort of thing so i I am a little bit worried about upsetting people with opinions and stuff but not really have you ever like adjusted uh, a video kind of either the production of it or the editing of it to kind of take things out or add things in to kind of countering your own opinion to kind of play devil's advocate just in case. I remember doing that a couple of times. Yeah, I think I'll use Leicester as an example because that's the most recent game. Um, when I'm filming, I do get a little bit angry in the stands. You know, if Wesley's not doing anything right or he's in the wrong position, I do lash out and sometimes the camera might be on. Most of the time it's not because I don't film for a lot of the game. Yeah. Um, but if I do and I say something, obviously I'll cut out. Even if the people around me say something like bad, I'll obviously cut it out. But most of the time, I just say what I'm thinking. Yeah. That, at the end of the day, that's what people have subscribed for. That's what yes. they want to see. So how did it start then? How did Villa on Tour... First of all, explain for people that don't know what Villa on Tour is and, and, and the, the success that it's got okay. and, and how that came about. Basically, the whole premise of it is me and my mates go to a game, obviously mostly Villa games, but we'll come on to the second channel at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, we just go to the Villa game, have a laugh, and we just document our day like the day as a whole not just the game you know we'll go to the game on the coach we'll have a laugh we'll have a a sing song in the concourse or anything like that and i'll just document that we'll have a laugh and i think why it's worked so well is the humor behind it because we're young lads we're literally just having a laugh on an away day and i think that was that's why it does well i document my thoughts during the game i try and show goal reactions which i think works really well Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't agree with filming at games we'll talk about that we will i'm sure we will but you know i don't mind it doesn't affect them completely but i enjoy doing it and that's the main thing so yeah how it started i think it's a bit of a funny one actually because my sister who's a couple of years older than me had a youtube channel really doing things. is that still around um don't I, tell actually don't tell I your don't audience think so i don't think so um but she did like makeup and lifestyle things like that different and, audience 
yeah, completely. Well, it might cross. I might do makeup at some point, but we'll, wow. we'll think about There's it. There's an exclusive. Uh, yeah. Get that on Twitter. <laughs> um, but she went off to, I think it was sixth form or uni or something like that. So she had to stop and she, she was like, oh, do you want my camera? And I didn't have any thoughts about doing a YouTube channel back then. I was just like, yeah, why not? nothing better to do I might try a few things Wow! and this was about the same sort of time where I started going to Villa home and away so I just thought one day Barnsley away back in 2017 um, why not take it along and just I didn't it was only like a two three minute video I just tried to get the goal reactions and it, thankfully it was a good game to go to we won 3-0 um, I remember the Keenan Davis scenes was was very very mad and I just think <laughs> you know it, I, I, it was a bit of a funny one um, I just thought I'd docu- I've always been interested in like cameras and media and to combine that with going to the villa I just thought why not and then I edited that video and then I thought the next game in the cup against Middlesbrough at home why not do it there and then just kept doing it kept doing it, it got a little bit of a following um, the first season I started doing it was the second season of the championship so we lost to Fulham yeah. um, at Wembley and you know it oh, was, that was your first full season yeah wow it so, feels like you've been around longer than that yeah. I don't know why I think it was ticking along nicely that season but it was the season we got we actually went up that it took off yeah. I think the 10 game run was mental for the obviously for the club and the channel mm-hmm. um, in particular the, the subscribers I got during that period was was really really good and that's when I started getting you know more recognition and, and things like that and since then it's taken off and to go up as well is just aligned perfectly yeah does that kind of thing still motivate you like views and subscribers or has that never been a factor is it always just i'm just going to film and see what happens or do you ever get to a point where you kind of were looking at the numbers and thought i quite like where this is going and i want to kind of push that initially when i started doing it it didn't bother me because there wasn't a following there so obviously i knew the numbers weren't going to be high but i'm going to be totally honest i am looking at the numbers because i want people to see what i'm doing but now it like that was last season but now I've got to the point where I'm going to do it anyway the numbers yeah. don't really bother me I enjoy doing it and people enjoy watching it the numbers don't really bother me right now they often they did because that's only a natural reaction but are they right still now, are they still going up the numbers um I think last season was where it peaked it's still steady now mm-hmm. um but because I think I've appealed to as many Villa fans as I can there's a lot of people that watch my stuff that aren't Villa fans which I think is really really good yeah because they're not watching because of Villa they're watching because of me and my personality and my mates who are having a laugh and things like that um, but the numbers of, of you know steady they're still going up but they are steadied because of the of pe- of appeal to as many Villa fans as I can so yeah. you know uh, it, it still go up because of other fans and things like that but right now it's just pottering along nicely good word that pottering along <laughs> how do you because obviously coming from the Villa View which is the only correct me if I'm wrong the only other Villa YouTube channel of any size yeah. let's say at least how did you find that competition again in air quotes for those that aren't listening oh. not watching sorry between yourself and the, and the Villa View did you ever feel kind of a and I know we've talked about this off camera a lot of times but how did how did you really feel about it I've got massive respect for the Villa View because before I did Villa on tour I was a fan of the Villa View and I'd subscribe to them yeah I remember um, I, I went on remember the comments oh, <laughs> oh yeah I commented on every video and stuff and then I went on fan cams once and that was like it must have been a couple of months before I started doing stuff I think that was Norwich yeah it was I remember you talking about this before and I looked absolutely <laughs> petrified on fan cams 
and I just wanted to be on it because and then I watched it I watched the um, the fan cams footage back on the Villa View and I was like oh my god that's me <laughs> and I, I know that's really weird like to you know compared to now but I've got a lot of respect for the Villa View um Obviously, I think I overtook them at some point last year, but there's no. There, obviously, there is a little bit of friendly banter there and competition yeah. and stuff. But but you never looked at it as kind of a. They've got fifteen thousand. Like oh, I want to. I want to beat yeah. them. There's no like hatred or anything there at all. Like you lot have done brilliant. I think it works really well um, because they're different styles. Like yeah. I, if you were doing things that I wanted to do, I probably wouldn't do it because I don't want to copy you. Um, them now. yes I can't yeah, <laughs> it's I can't, weird, I need to get it? my head around that it's weird um, but yeah I do different things to the Villa View and the Villa View do, do different things than me um, so I think people can watch both like we touched on earlier and yeah. not get bored so I think that's that's why it works well but I, I, I like the Villa View I still watch all their stuff um, and yeah I have a lot of respect for them yeah it's. Uh, I remember talking about it with you we did a video when we were still on the Villa View well, when I was still on the Villa View, kind of, it was before the 10-game winning run, wasn't it? It was, March, it was just before it was starting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we did it as a Blues special, didn't we? Like we, tried to, we teamed up as a channel and, yeah. and went big on the Blues game. So Jack had just come back, hadn't he? Did he score against Derby the week before? Or was that after? Um, um, yeah, it was It was a few days before Blues. So I think we did it after Derby. Yes, so we were kind of talking about Jack coming back and all these different things. We don't know what's to come at that point, so we do a video and we do a little bit where we talk about some of the things we're talking about today, kind of YouTube and behind the scenes type stuff. I remember that going out and it was the first time that we'd done a video together, you and I, and there were some comments that came across as if we were like against each other and there was a rivalry there and we hated each other and we look at it and we laugh at it and your guys and our guys kind of look at it and go, we, we respect each other. We know what we know what each other's doing. Whereas the outside perception was that well, we must hate each other because we're both going for like the same title, so to speak. Whereas, as you say, if we're both doing different things, we always looked at it as a complementary kind of deal where you could watch your uh, match video and then our podcast the following day. Like, there's no reason why you would pick one over the other. Yeah, I think it works well that way as well. Um, I, I went. I've been, I'm friends with like the Villa View. Like, I've been for drinks with them and things like that. And Dan Bardell before you know Chelsea even on Wednesday, someone said um, they spotted him on the uh, on the on the stairs on the way up to the toilet in the pub, and they were like, "Oh, Max Stokes is downstairs. Do your egos not oh, clash?" And it's like to fight. I don't know what people actually expect between us. Like, I don't hate him. We we are genuinely friends. Like, yeah. We 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 enjoy doing the same stuff in terms of fan media and things like that so there's no obviously there is a little friendly competition there but at the end of the day we're friends and we enjoy what we do and we get along really well so I don't there's no issue there I mean, it was always inevitable that you were going to overtake us as well because we were growing steadily and steadily and yeah. it would be a few hundred subscribers here and there whereas you'd come along with a video and it'd be a few thousand would pop up out of nowhere and you'd know that you're going to overtake it eventually so from our perspective or my perspective I didn't care at that point mm. I, so this is something I want to ask you about there was a time where I wanted to get into sports media as a job, as a career for the last five years, probably, if not more. Yeah, more. When I left, when I left college, so six years. And I went for job interviews at different places. One of them was at Villa. Obviously didn't get it, <laughs> otherwise I wouldn't be here. And we were doing the Villa View at that point. So I kind of felt then that the Villa View had become a good enough portfolio that I could at least get job interviews off the back of it whether I could land a job isn't obviously another matter so that was 2017 probably so as you're basically starting your channel yeah. I'm thinking with mine I can use the Villa View to showcase my ability 
and hopefully get a full time job in the career that I want. That's like the aim. Is there ever been a point, or has it, have you got to a point now where you kind of have those same feelings? Obviously, if you're interested in cameras and stuff, and you're doing media work, I would assume that working in media is an ambition. Yeah, definitely. That's this is the sort of industry that I want to be in. So, have you recognised that the that Villain Tour can help you get there? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. When, um, when did that come about? Um, when you overtook us? Yeah, when it started. <laughs> when it started getting like the the biggest channel on YouTube, I thought this could take me personally somewhere in terms of a job in the future. Yeah. Um, I still uh, right now. I'm most people probably don't know this, but I'm taking a, a gap year to fully focus on it and you know set up the the Villain Tour shop, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, nice mug yeah not yeah <laughs> um, so yeah that that's it. I want to do this as a, as a job in the future obviously the Villain Tour is not going to go forever obviously um, I'm going to grow up and grow out of it I, I suppose but I'm never going to grow out of my interest in football and, and media and that sort of thing yeah so at the end of this gap year I will um, where are you going where are you travelling well I don't, know, I don't have the money for it um, I will look into getting a job or an apprenticeship or, or things like that to do with this sort of thing yeah so when i got this job working with reach i did a series of tweets so obviously i can't do the villa view while i do this job because i'm doing villa content i can't do both that's perfectly normal and i was happy to accept that the villa view would carry on without me and it still is everyone's happy perfect i did a series of tweets with like my kind of almost best moments of the villa view so kind of standout things we did and I did a tweet that said what I said to you just about, I realised that this could be a portfolio for work. And I had a few people kind of dispute that or kind of argue against it. They're like, oh, you should be in it for the content. You should be in it for the fans that support you, not for personal gain. And I was kind of like, well, it's my channel, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do what I want. But I knew that because I wanted to get into this industry, having a, a, uh, a portfolio there with 15,000 followers, 500 videos whatever it is you obviously i'm going to put that on a cv if i'm trying to get into this industry like if you would want a job building houses or whatever mm. obviously it's not going to be relevant but when your job and your hobby are the same thing there's no way that i wouldn't realize that the villa view is good enough and, and strong enough to 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 impress in an interview how would you kind of react to that if you got a job somewhere now and said right villa on tour was a brilliant experience and it's now got me a job working at sky sports and someone said, nah, that's wrong, mate. You, you, you're looking at it the wrong way. I still want to continue it. What if you couldn't, though? What if I couldn't? Because I would imagine if you get a job in sports media, you won't be able to do both. Mm, that's a tough one. Because I, I see Villa on tour as like, it's like my child and I've created it, which is a little bit weird. But uh, I'm the same. Yeah, but I, I'm not sure. It depends, you know, how, it might sound a bit weird, but how Villa are doing and how the, how the channel's doing in terms of success. Um, but right and now, when this is as well yeah if it's like the end of the season and it's still growing I wouldn't really want to stop it but at the end of the day if it's a, a good job then you know I'd have to make that decision at the point but right now I'm in, enjoying doing Villa on tour and I just want to, want to continue doing it as long as I can so I don't want to go on about the Villa view too much because obviously it's not something I'm involved with anymore and, and they're kind of doing their own thing now and it's funny actually because it's weird for me to see it like you were just saying about being your baby it's weird when I see a notification come through that they've uploaded a video because every video up until September I would have hit upload on it mm. so now I see it come through I'm like where's that video come from that, 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 was, that wasn't me <laughs> yeah. that's a bit weird to get over um, but how do you kind of 
assess your your audience base for for youtube because i always looked at ours as having kind of the 24 to 30 market of being a little bit older for podcasts obviously usually a bit of an older listen looking at your stuff and your comment section and the replies to tweets and stuff it would seem that it's more of a younger audience that watch your content oh yeah how is that how is that that you that you understand that you're making content for a younger audience you have to be careful about what you do what you say things like that initially when i started it i didn't think this will appear to the younger people more than it maybe would uh, the the older people but you can tell by the people i speak to like home games it's the kids that you know are excited to see villa on tour have pictures with you yeah and exactly and i still think that's a bit mad but at the end of the day i just keep on making the content that i enjoy and if the if whoever enjoys that enjoys that that's that's brilliant but i think yeah it is because it is for the the younger people because of the way that the videos like sort of go about in terms of we enjoy ourselves we have a laugh and i think the humor is why the younger people enjoy it and you know football vlogs are a new thing and mm. i don't think you know maybe the older people sort of get it or have ever experienced somebody vlogging at a football match whereas you know younger people are doing growing it. up with it well, yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot a lot more people are doing it and they're exposed to it a little bit more um but obviously i still get a wide range of audience watching it there's still adults and things yeah. that watch my stuff um, but it's definitely more you know children well, I don't say children based but the younger <laughs> audience younger audience under based. 18 yeah pretty much yeah but it d- doesn't bother me whoever enjoys it they can watch it, it doesn't doesn't really bother me yeah how did you feel when you were first approached for when someone recognised you for the first time and asked for a photograph I remember this it was QPR away when Adoma scored twice in 2017, end of 2017. Somebody commented on the video, I saw you, Max. And I was like, what? How can you, how, how, what? In the away end, what do you mean? Because like, I didn't, that was the point where I didn't really put my face oh, okay. on videos too much. And that just like blew my mind a little bit. But when somebody asked for a photo the first time, I can't remember when it was, but it's that's just You've weird. Had so many. Yeah, well <laughs> it's just strange it it is like i'm just me doing with a camera and stuff it's strange that people enjoy it that much that they want to have a photo with me and obviously i'm you know blessed that that's a thing but yeah it's it's still very strange i've had to sign a program once as well which was strange but i remember that. i thought i was there wasn't i when that happened I um, think. possibly sure i was there for that. But that that that's mad and even having photos of people like not at a villa game like yeah. in the middle of morrison's or yeah something, that's the weirdest that is the weirdest and obviously i, I love it and I, I really enjoy um the fact that people enjoy my stuff as well so much that they want to have a photo with me yeah it was always different for me because i was always usually with dan and obviously Dan would be in front of camera and yeah. for a long time I was never on camera at all I was always behind it so he'd someone would come over and be like can I have a picture and I would I would often take the picture and <laughs> no one would even care I was and I liked that for a long time and I started doing more videos and started being a bit more vocal on Twitter and people started to recognise me then as well obviously less so if I'm on my own mm. I can always almost always get away with it occasionally I'll get one or two people even now which is fine I, I don't kind of dislike it don't really like it either but if, if I'm on my own I'll get away with it if I'm with Dan or with, when Matt was there or with you or whatever then people will recognise me because of, of association with who I'm with so that was always a little bit weird for me like I never really liked it I'd happily do it and I'm happy to meet people and speak to people but the photo thing was always a bit weird to me I, I just something about it just didn't quite click in my head like why would you want a photo of me on your phone <laughs> that why was you my want thought po- why would you want to post it yeah when people started doing it I was like why do you want to I have actually said someone came up to, some people came up to me and they say can I have a photo and I was like why <laughs> and like that might come across as a bit rude because I just don't appreciate 
people enjoying my stuff that much yeah. where they want a photo um but i'm always happy to speak to people and like when i'm walking through the concourse people said i'd love your stuff and that like that makes me um continue what i'm doing because I, yeah. I really really like that um and the photos thing is just a bonus it's yeah. just it's just strange what's the weirdest fan kind of interaction you've had sign a program i yeah, was just wanted, like hi, uh, hanging around in the whole car park I mean, I'm not 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 going to say no. I'm happy to do pretty much anything if people want me to. For money, yeah, don't clip that. <laughs> um, but yeah, signing a program, it's like I'm not a player. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm just a kid with a camera. Don't. But yeah, it's I, I I enjoy it. I like it. What do you think about the whole kind of fan media vlogger world? Kind of being famous isn't the right word, but mm. almost. I suppose it's quite kind of locally famous that at In Villa the Park, Villa community at Villa Park, yeah. you are a recognisable face. Um, I think I don't mind it. I think you know, there's a lot of football vloggers. Every every football vlog is different for every different club. Yeah, and there's even football vloggers that I don't like. Like there's, oh, every, I'm, no, don't say. I'll tell you off camera. <laughs> there's lots that do different styles and act differently and have different personalities. But I think why mine works well is because it's just not just me it's my mates and like my sort of friendship group that people enjoy sort of being with on yeah. camera and we just have a laugh and have funny instances and things like that and that's why people like it but like you said not famous but when i go to villa park you do get recognized which is which is brilliant and people saying they enjoy your stuff like that spurs me on and motivates me to keep doing what i'm doing talk to me a little bit about the negative sides of of vlogging then so i've seen comments before on social media put your phone away enjoy the game why have you got to film yourself that kind of thing how yeah. do you kind of react to that kind of stuff i've got it? got used to it now at the start it bothered me like mentally people having a go at you on twitter and things like that the, i've only actually had anyone have a go at me in real life once really and that what was happened there? Oh, I think Middlesbrough away when we beat them 3-0 about a year ago um, I was just you know standard camera by my chest not in the air or anything like that just filming kickoff, you know two second clip I hear this voice about four or five rows behind say put the camera away and wow. it, it like if you're not into football vlogging that's absolutely fine with me it doesn't bother me at all just don't watch it yeah but like me yeah <laughs> you watch every video I made it um, but it doesn't harm anyone. Like if I was going around shoving cameras in people's faces and saying, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? I'd understand why people wouldn't like it, but I'm, yeah. I keep myself to myself, keep the camera close to me, you know, only film for about 10 minutes of a game, don't have it out for 90 minutes, which I think some people think I do. Um, but I think on social media, people are behind profile pictures of footballers and they just think, you know, I, I can abuse him here because yeah. I'm not, right in front of him if if you were face to face with me you wouldn't say those sort of things and there's uh, an example at man united away where there was someone that had threatened me on social media and then i come face to face with them in the concourse and they just spoke to me about like, how was the game how's it going how's Grealish playing and things like that how old was that person 20 something early 20s so i think i think it's the the sort of younger lad you know stone island wearing people that think but do you think your content attracts that though attracts what attracts that person because sort of what of. it is going away having a drink yeah it's that kind of yeah, stuff because that's what we do without stereotyping yeah we are young lads going on away days having a drink on the coach having a good sing song and i think you know the people that are giving me stick for what i do they think 
let's get absolutely mortally drunk um, with with the lads. But that's not what I do. I don't want to do that. I just want to document it so people around the world can see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the social media is the worst thing about it. Um, that's the, the most negative thing. But in terms of real life, I'm not too bothered about the social media thing because I know in real life no one is really going to do so- anything. I mean, now I've said that, someone will probably punch me in the concourse. <laughs> but yeah, I know face-to-face... 99% of the time comments are you know I love your channel love your videos keep doing what you're doing and things like that so that just motivates me even more see I think there's a, a kind of a mental health argument to be had here with social media for this kind of thing that if you've got if you've got a video that's got 100 comments 99 are I love this well done and one is I hate you you're ugly mm. content's rubbish blah 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 I mean, maybe this is just me before I go off on this on this tangent. I would care about that one more than the 99. Agree. As much as that is literally 1% in this example, and it's very easy to look at those 99 and go, oh yeah, kind of pat yourself on the back. That one would annoy me more than anything else, and I would fester on that 1%. Absolutely agree. I think the majority of my comments are brilliant, you know, love the video, great video, etc. But there's always going to be negative ones, and they they, it's just a normal human reaction, isn't it? To take I that one to it's heart. like self-defense, isn't it? I yeah, guess. yeah. And I think you feel inclined to reply to them and, and things like that, but I, I try not to yeah, do Yeah, that's that. the thing. Like All the positive ones, you sort of scroll past and give, like, give it a yeah, like or whatever and kind of ignore it. And mm. then you see a bad one and you think, oh, I've got to reply to that. <laughs> like I need to put him right. Yeah, it's like, why don't you enjoy it sort of thing. It's I don't like, want to come it, across arrogant. I'm but. not even sure it's that. It's just it's probably a sense of kind of feeling attacked maybe that... What, what have I done to sort of elicit that response? Should I talk about the blues scar situation? Yes, I was going to ask because when you said about it, I've not really had any negative experiences in real life. I was like, well, I can think of at least one. Okay, oh, true. Okay, so if anyone doesn't know, I was, um, I think it was, uh, I don't know, Tuesday night at some point. I was travelling back home on the train, uh, pretty empty. Um, and it was after a blues game. And I was just sat in the carriage, you know, having, just listening to music, whatever. What you listened to? Uh... Um, the Claret and Blue podcast from Dan <laughs> Rollinson. Nice answer. <laughs> and the load of lads come storming in and uh, shove cameras in my face. And I know they're, they're, they're Blues fans because they've got scarves and stuff. And uh, I'm just there. There's about seven of them. So what do you expect me to do? There's not much I can do. I'm not going to fight back because I'm not that sort of person. And there's only one of me. Um, and they've all got their phones out because firstly how do they know who I am like you've clearly watched my videos cheers lads yeah um, thanks for the money yeah <laughs> um, I've said that before I'm not going to say that on Twitter because oh, you think you're KSI anyway <laughs> um, they they're all on Snapchat and they throw a scarf around me a blue scarf and I'm like ah ha ha nice one throw it straight off obviously and then they got a photo of me when I had it around me but obviously I threw it straight off but that photo makes it look like um, you were wearing it they pressured me to do it and that was um the comment on Twitter it was like oh look at this Villa on tour lad they pressured him to wear a blue scarf well no, well, no you didn't that from a Villa fan said that well everyone said that okay I think when we played Newcastle That's the weird. other day someone was like hate Grealish and then someone and then the same guy you know with a thread to that tweet showed the photo of me in a blue scarf and said could never be my club like what, what have I got to do with anything <laughs> and it's like yeah that did affect me mentally because the abuse I got on Twitter yeah. in that period was absolutely mental and I just I privated my account and that's when it 
you know, that's even got it even worse because like, oh, he's, he's scared. Yeah, I saw know? I saw the account go private. And I was like, oh, I know that feels that, like that's going to annoy them more. But like, I don't care at that point. People going through my old Facebook posts as well when I was eleven years old, which is weird behaviour. That is odd. But would you? Would and then there was people threatening me. But would you do it in real life? I hope not. I think this is. I mean, we're at risk of getting deep here. Mm. As much as this is a social media issue, I think this is a society issue with the younger generation. I think there's a massive lack of respect between younger people. I would never even dream of going up to a group of Birmingham fans or mm. one or no one Birmingham fan with a group of Villa fans and going, let's like take the mick out of this guy. Yeah. Like I don't know what what mentally you need to go through to think, yeah, that's a good idea. I think it's because. I don't want to seem arrogant, but they clearly know who I am. Yeah, and they think so. if they put that on Twitter, you know, it, will, it will get a reaction. Bang some retweets. Exactly. Yeah. If if I was just a nobody and they knew I was a, if I had a Villa scarf on, they didn't know who I was, but they could identify that I was a Villa fan. They wouldn't do anything. No. It's just because they know if they put that on social media, Instagram, Twitter, they'll know that people will laugh at me and they'll get a reaction. Um, there was a Blues fan account that put the video up, or the, the photo up, and it got the most likes out of any picture they've ever posted. Wow. And it's like... Good research. Mental. <laughs> I Like, the obsession. And then I put on Twitter, Vot the obsession. And that, <laughs> that kicked off even more, but that got to the point where I just started laughing at things. So how do you, how do you, get, how do you deal with that then? How do you get over that, that, that mental side of things? Um, Obviously, everyone's different, but... How did you kind of get, get past that? With it? it now doesn't bother you? I tried to stay off Twitter, but I couldn't because I, I just can't... Because you see the notifications coming, coming, coming. You just want to see what people are saying. Um, Do you check what people are saying about you? Yeah. I, I don't search my own name or anything like that, but if somebody tags me in something, I'll look at it. Mm. If you tag me in anything, I will see it. I'm not that big that I get that many notifications that I won't see anything. I do see everything. Um, so... I just kind of get on with it. There's not much I can do. Like, I'm not going to reply to every single one because if I do, that'll just spur them on and that's what they want. Mm. So I just ignore it. That's the only thing I can do, I found. Just just ignore it. and They, they will forget about me. That was like a week where that was all Blues were talking about, me in the scarf. But I knew in a couple of weeks, they'll forget about me. So yeah. I don't care. Yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because part of me wants to say... And this is a this is a wrong opinion, but this is something that just comes naturally. That you put yourself out there, so you're yeah. open to ridicule. Yeah, but that's not that's not a, the right attitude to have. That nobody should be kind of, again, air quotes, attacked mm. like that. And I'm not saying they kind of physically assault you or anything like that. But you know, to come up to somebody and do that is weird. That's it's not something you would do normally no. because of who you are and that you are a, re- a recognisable face. It kind of makes it okay to them I guess oh yeah but there's not much I can do about it though. no we're specifically talking about Birmingham fancy and I don't want to go go in on, on them at all because mm. this is a, a problem with people everywhere I think yeah. this, this lack of respect and stuff like that it's just not good is it it's, no. it's not good for people and, it, and when you know we're just kind of sat behind a computer screen at home and your notifications are going wild with abuse and stuff that's a difficult scenario to, to, to be in and people won't understand what that feels like unless they've been through it and I've not been through it to anywhere near that extent I know Dan who I used to work with on the Villa View he got a massive amount of stick at one point um, last year or the year before I think it was and that that's difficult to go through and as much as people can say I've got a thick ski and I'll, I'll be alright and, and that's what you want to put on outwardly it gets to a point where if it keeps happening like if mm. these Blues fans are still going on at you now mm. every day for a month that would start to build up as much as you want to brush it off. But the thing is now, even from 
fans of other clubs, I'm known as that kid who got the blue stuff yeah. thrown on him. Like I was, I, that's I the was, internet for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I went to Bristol Rovers the other day, and you know, I I said something about them on Twitter, and then someone quote tweeted it saying, "Oh, is this the kid that was in the blue scarf?" It's like, wow, like really? Yeah, I, I don't mind. I know it would, it it will have died down initially. I was, it did affect me because that's just natural. Um, but I knew it would die down, and that was that was what kept me going really has, it, has there been any other instances or just singular comments or, or you know one person repeatedly saying things that you thought mate will you just do me a favour and go not mm, not really that I can think of there's always you know if I'm walking through the street I have had a few people shout things about Villa and obviously they're not Villa um, <laughs> and things like that but that's that's fine by me that doesn't bother me at all it's just a laugh yeah. and that's that's fine but it gets to the point where you know people are Things on social media. So social media is mad, isn't it? The, the things people say. Especially and, when Villa lose. Yeah. The things people say when they're sat behind a computer screen but then fail to do so when they see you in real life. It's just, what can you do? And there's, I suppose it depends on, again, it's a mentality thing, isn't it, of how you deal with that situation. That if, it was a, if it's a barrage of abuse mm-hmm. and you've got every right to kind of back off and, and, and feel uh, attacked by that. For me... As, because it was never that bad when I used to get negative comments it was usually just one or two here or there or a three or four from the same person occasionally you'd see a few and you'd think oh mate will you just go away now like you, you're starting to do my head in a bit here if it's semi-infrequent or rare I kind of I find it funny yeah. which is maybe also the wrong attitude to have no I think it's funny as well the thing if I get um, a comment on Twitter I'll just retweet it yeah, I like to, l- that. to let you know my followers. Well, you if know, it's on YouTube, I'll send a screenshot of yeah. it and post it. Probably got oh, another one for the scrapbook there, yeah, all exactly. the positive comments. Yeah, but you just gotta laugh at it unless it gets to the point where it's worrying or whatever. Yeah, you just gotta laugh at it because it's just people sat on Twitter having a go. There's a guy on, t- my, on my Twitter last night asked for questions for our podcast, and he was asking a question about Dean Smith, and I disagreed with it. So I quote tweeted him as a kind of a way to go, "Oh, look, everyone, look at this idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Back me up, kind of." thing not again that makes me sound bad as if i'm trying to pile on on him that's not (laughs) the case but i thought look at i'm having to deal with this guy in my mentions everyone else can deal with it as well and he was having a go at me about being from the black country (laughs) and i'm not old enough to have an opinion because i wasn't born till 95 and it's like what are you doing we're supposed to be on the same side this was a fellow villa fan having a go yeah I don't we've, get much, we've had that in the past I don't get much from Villa fans I don't think there's obviously one or two that have an agenda against me yeah there's always a few um, like when we did our uh, live podcast in mm. the summer and we had the playoff final trophy there there was people that were against that as like a, oh you think you think you're showing off and you're bragging with the trophy yeah. it's like we're doing this as an event for Villa fans we're raising money for charity we're not doing this to like boost our own ego. Like we're doing this for to put something back into the community in some way. We've got an audience and we've got a, a fan base. Let's use that for good in some way. Yeah, I think a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, a few people may think it is an ego thing and, you know, you just want to be famous so you make YouTube videos. That couldn't be further from the truth exactly. for, for most I people, I know. I don't care. It's just because I enjoy it. That is lit- that is the only reason I do it. It's because I enjoy it and people seem to like it. Do so you think it's, a, do it. think it's a jealousy thing? I Yeah, I think people are jealous of that you're kind of well known and, and they're not. Maybe. I think so. Not everyone's going to think, obviously, but the people that maybe hate on me from the Villa community, it probably is a bit of jealousy and things like that. But, you know, there's n- not much I can do about that. If if you want to watch my stuff, fine. If you don't, don't watch it. It doesn't bother me. But to, to send hate and stuff, just, just a bit weird. 
So to move away from this subject and something to do a bit more positive, how do you branch out now? Because obviously you've got the mugs on show on the mm. table here. You've got T-shirts and phone cases and all these different things. You've got a shop that you were talking about earlier that you've set up and now kind of from the outside looking in with a bit of inside perspective, you're looking to turn this into a business essentially. I think it already is a business with the shop. Like, um, Yeah, that's what I mean. Starting with the shop. Yeah, yeah. Obviously YouTube, for people that don't know, you earn money from YouTube ads. Mm. It's usually pretty low. It's not sustainable you, yeah you couldn't live off it no it's below minimum wage yeah by far depending on views and stuff obviously your views were bigger <laughs> than the bit of views at a certain times so my numbers are off but you kind of in our experience you get you have to sort of uh, have to cross a certain threshold don't need to be paid each month yeah occasionally if you have a quiet month we didn't even hit that threshold so the money is not enough to to go, oh yeah, well we're doing the Villa View now, so I'm taking twenty thousand pounds into my bank account, <laughs> and Dan's having this amount, and Tom's yeah. having this amount. Anyone who thinks that we earn enough money to do anything with off YouTube is, is, a, is a mug. Mm. Pardon the pun. <laughs> it's just a little bit there that if you need to travel to an away game or an away ticket or something like that, you've got a bit of money to do something like that, but very little really. Like we did a video in Sheffield United under Bruce when we got pumped there, and that was expensive to do that, and it, it takes a lot of money to do it. So when you're doing it every week you have to look at it and firstly applaud it and go fair play yeah I mean going to away days is not cheap yeah. coach train if you get the train tickets yeah. are ridiculous in the Premier League these yeah. days um, so I think the shop helps yeah so the YouTube money is nothing no. really to be concerned about you can do sponsorship deals and stuff like that I, with, I don't think I've ever done that with companies and things like that where they'll pay you X amount for a certain ad read or whatever it is but you can also do merchandise where you set up your own sort of shop and you stick a logo on there or a catchphrase or whatever it is and you want your audience who support you to financially support you how was the initial reaction to that was there any kind of negative feedback the to it? yeah um was there, there anyone was, kind of going oh well you were doing it for free before so why am i paying you now i don't think so i think the only negative i can think of from the shop was someone on twitter saying um i can't believe someone's paying the, this amount for this and you know there's always going to be I think again oh, yeah, we that. that may come back to a jealousy thing like I've got the success I have and I'm you know utilising that in terms of a shop um, I've made it as cheap as I possibly can yeah. to also get a little bit of profit out of it um, I just want people to you know enjoy what I do and have you know a phone case a little memento from the channel And the thing is it's not it's not about the product is it that we when we did mm. ours we sold our mugs for a tenner and we paid, I can't remember how much we paid from, but you got postage as well. So you're probably taking home three or four quid yeah. per mug as profit. Mine's less than that. Really? Okay, Just. maybe my figures are slightly off. So if we sell 500, no, if we sell 100, you've earned about three or 400 quid. Yeah. And if you go to an away day and you've got to buy three tickets and travel, you're probably looking about 200 quid for that. Exactly. So yeah. all those mugs have got you one video in return mm -hmm. for that. So the money it takes to put in, if you're going to do big projects, you do need money to do that. It's less about, oh, I'm going to buy a white mug with a logo on it. Here's £10 to help you make videos, is how I looked at it. But some people looked at it as £10 for a mug is ridiculous prices. It's, like, it's not about the mug, though, is it? It's about helping us grow as a channel, and we're going to give you more content off the back of that. Away days are expensive, and any sort of way that I can help fund that, and also, you know, you know, helping people out with a new phone case or an, a new mug to have a cup of tea out of with the Villa on Tour logo on. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time designing it and setting up the website and things like that. And I just like the fact, you know, people send me photos of them and their new phone case and 
they're really happy with it so I've, I've done well there in, in my yeah, opinion yeah. Nice. and in any way it can help fund in a very expensive away day why not and you've also got the equipment side of things as well like I know that you use so some people think that you film on your phone you mm. use a, a, a small but a, you know, a semi expensive camera mm. you've got laptops for editing equipment all these kinds of things and also your time yeah. goes into it as, as much as there's no sort of price on your time you're putting hours into going to games unless I know you're going to games like oh no that must be so hard for you but still you're putting in that time that you don't have to, to do you're putting in editing time uploading the, the behind the scenes nitty gritty work of tags and thumbnails and all this rubbish stuff sharing things on social like you're putting a lot of time into something so if you're taking home some money as part of that because you've been successful enough to build a product that people care about I applaud that yeah I think you know I, I get home from a game and I'm straight on the laptop plugging in the SD card uploading it and things like that and I'm not moaning because that's the sort of thing that I enjoy yeah um, but you how, know, do you, how do you find the editing process I enjoy it yeah I enjoy it but we're, we're losers aren't we <laughs> I think there's a little I do feel pressure on myself to get it out as fast as I can yeah I was like um, but when I am free to you know have the whole day to edit a video I really enjoy it like tailor, tailoring it to how I want it to be and making it funny and putting in you know memes or funny clips or things like that you know that that's what I enjoy because at the end of the day that's your sort of artwork and your yeah. piece that you're proud of yeah yeah so I, yeah I, I really enjoy it that's what I enjoy and that's why I do it yeah because if you there's a certain point in your life where you'll realise that you're not going to be a professional footballer and the next best thing is finding another way into the football world now for me when I was in school I loved media film I mean watching films like I remember if you buy a DVD which you don't even do these days do you, you buy DVDs you know the disc where you get which just behind the scenes yeah. there's like documentaries and special effects oh, I love all that sort of stuff yeah. like I'm such a loser for that <laughs> I would pref I almost enjoy watching how they make a film over the film in some cases so when I'm leaving college and I'm looking to, to find what my career is going to be at 17, 18 I want to work in football and I want to work in media how do I get there that's the that's the kind of the plan isn't it so when you do fan media you're not kind of held to a manager and a deadline and, mm. and rotors and these kind of things as much as my manager might be listening to this <laughs> now that I do enjoy it um, you kind of you're your own boss aren't you and you get to do what you want and you can craft it in a way that you make things makes you look best so when you get to that point where you realize that the work you're doing in your own time is good enough to help provide a career yeah for me you have to put all your eggs into that basket and try and make it so you could kind of do it on tour a little bit on the side and think well, well I'll just find a job doing something else mm -hmm. and if that's what you want to do absolutely fine but if you want to get into the industry and you've got a platform there that can help you get there I don't see why you wouldn't utilise that to the best of its ability and if you can make a bit of cash on the way then happy yeah. days for everybody yeah that, that was my thought last year because if people don't know I did my A-levels in the summer of 2019 oh my god <laughs> and I was thinking right I need to get a job now there's a lot of pressure to get a job but it's hard to get into you know football and things like that so it got to the point where Villa on Tour was pretty much taking off so my mum and dad were like you know take a year off and fully focus on it and then you reevaluate at the end of the next year and, and then so that's the end of this season yeah, yeah. And, then, and then see you know what you can possibly do then um, so I'm just going to put everything into it and like like you said you can create it to how you want in terms of thumbnails video style editing style um, 
volume of videos, types of videos, things like that. So it, it really is down to you and it's all down to you in terms of the success you get at the end of you know this season for me and you know where that will take me. So we're halfway through that season now. How do you kind of evaluate the last six months of doing this kind of full time? Good. I've enjoyed it. I've had a lot more freedom. So if I was going to sick form now, I couldn't have made a match review today because I would have been at school and then I would have got home and it would have been dark and then, you know, the lighting equipment <laughs> might not have been good enough. But now I've got, you know, all day to, to do a match review and take time to edit it without yeah. the pressure of, you know, got to get this out by 6pm or, or anything like that. Um, no, I've really enjoyed it. It's obviously, like, like I said earlier, the, the, the subscriber rate going up isn't as good as it was because there isn't enough Villa fans in the world. But I'm enjoying it. Um hundred percent I'd love doing it and you know long may it continue end of the season let's say that you've found a job or whatever it is and you say that's it that's the end of Villa on tour and you're stopping it what does your audience say to that are they happy for you are they sad um a bit of both I think maybe the younger people probably won't be happy they, they want to see it continue and they probably don't appreciate how hard it is um to, to keep it going um, but it does scare me a little bit the thought of stopping it like, really? I've, I'm just picturing make, making that video like the end of Villa on tour that does scare me oh you'll get some good views on that though well you got to look at the positives <laughs> that is probably the, is the only positive of me stopping it but yeah like I said it's like it's my thing and stop, I'm, n- I'm not going to give it to someone else so they can use it like like the Villa View obviously it was easy for the Villa View to sort of give it away and you know because you've already got like a sort of team going there but for yeah. me it's it's just me and I'm the only one that edits and uploads and I like the way I know the way I like to do things so stopping it is a little bit worrying but there are other Villa vlogging channels um, that if I was to stop you know maybe their success would increase yeah. I'm not too sure but it is a worrying thought but you know hopefully that doesn't, doesn't happen at any point soon but we'll see cool well i enjoyed our little chat about youtube and social media mental health all, all the rest of it it's uh got pretty deep at times it it? Is, yeah. i liked it but yeah thank you very much so this is uh, episode one of our little mini series about fan media uh, i'm going to try and get a couple of the villa fan channels involved in, in uh see if their thoughts are similar to yours or differ to yours so yeah thank you very much for the chat i'll shake your hand for the mask thank you nice (laughs) um if you've enjoyed listening to our our little football ramble uh leave us an an itunes review leave a comment on youtube um subscribe to our youtube channel if you if you can i would say subscribe to max's but he's got far too many numbers (laughs) already so don't even bother if anything get your get your guys over to us we need my best need some numbers um so yeah thanks for listening thank you to max for joining me and uh we'll, we'll catch you again soon nice one thank you for listening to claret and blue and aston villa podcast if you enjoyed today's episode then please do let us know we love hearing your thoughts and comments we'll be back soon with another episode until then up the villa